Okay, we're back with the Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. I wish I was high on partners. Yeah, soundboard's with us. I like that one better anyway. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about, of course. But. No. Well, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, so we, are, uh, we got together tonight uh, to do a podcast, and uh, we have a couple different themes that we're going to do. We have a topic generator that Adam found. Yes. And then we're going to play a little critics. Uh, what are we calling that? Oh, I call it can the critic can the critic only because I try to keep it clean, you know, which we've done once before on the podcast. We have. I, I think and you just add a word to the beginning of that. You know, how old's Alex now anyway? Uh, 13. Oh, God. I think we old can, enough. I think we can st- dispense with the sorry Alex. His friends are dropping f bombs left and right. I guarantee. You. Okay. Well, we'll have to check with Alex and, and Marie and find. I'm not out. suggesting he does. I'm saying a couple kids Some, in class. Somebody might. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, the other bit of news tonight is we are breaking in a new soundboard. Indeed. And uh, we've we've upgraded now to uh, we can handle eight microphones. Eight guess? That's pretty well, cool. As opposed to uh, the old uh, mixer we had was uh, four. And you guys love you some guests, that's for sure. You know, it, it, we do. We love to have people on. And uh, one would you know, be one would say that we are known for our large yes. podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's that's what's fun. Is, Sh- is Sharknado podcast Sharknado. next year is going to be epic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we have one coming up in a couple weeks. That's that should be quite a few people. Teaser, we're going to be uh, sampling some brown liquor. So that would be bourbons and whiskeys, rums, anything with an amber color. Right. And uh, everybody's bringing some, and we're going to try it. I'm guessing the buzz level will we'll get to a reasonable spot. Should be early March. I'll be taking notes for sure. Yeah. For the for next year's cherries, <laughs> yeah, I I think that there'll be some nominations coming out of that podcast for, <laughs> that sure. for sure. At least one. They might just win best venue again. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yet. yeah, you know, and we're we are efforting uh, to make it more than just Juby One Studios and, <laughs> and the Caspers. <laughs> uh, we should right. at least walk down the street, you know, like holding the mics at one point just to. Get yeah. a third. If we get out to Skeese's house to do a podcast with him, that just might win it right there. Anything yeah. different at this Anything point. Anything different, absolutely. <laughs> will be a front absolutely. runner. Not saying they'll win, but they'll be a front runner. Yeah. So, Adam. Yeah, I was. Topic generator. Uh, give us some background with that. Well, I've never been the one uh, that was the best at creating topics, coming up with topics. Um, that's been your department dead i for some reason come up with blanks every time i sit there and stare off into nothingness and can't think of it's anything okay because i'm really good at it <clears throat> and, well, and i could think of a reason for that it's by the shown way. in in obviously the large following that we have already that people love you know what we talk about so tonight because we are such great conversationalists i would say that uh, you know, we could talk about anything. And so for me, I was just like, we could just get a random topic generator and go for it and we can make it work. All right. First, uh, first topic, background noise. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So, uh, so moving into this conversation starters and, and in this we'll, we'll feed in some can the critic. So for the, the first one that, uh, that's coming up is, um, what's the first thing you notice about a guy or a girl? What is your, your first thing you notice? Okay. Someone walks up Stranger. to meet him. Stranger. Obviously. Uh, Silly yeah. question. No one you Can know. Can we edit that out? <laughs> Not even a little bit, because none of mine have been edited <laughs> out. In fact, they've been <laughs> thrown onto the cherries as the best things ever said. So. All right. Fine. Hmm, first thing I... Well, all right. <laughs> first thing I know, notice about a guy is probably... Well, it's obviously, it's going to be physical, I guess, unless yeah. it's... It couldn't be much else. Unless they're yelling and screaming. Uh, well, yeah, if they're involved in an action, then that's the first thing you notice. But right. if you're just like, if they're just there just doing somebody. nothing and you're just staring at a person for what they are, you know, it's physical. So a guy, it's probably how tall they are, how good looking. they. It's probably the same. Good looking. Okay. If they're good looking or not. Either in, in either case. Okay. Dad? What's what? the first thing you notice? Oh, the first thing I notice. From a guy or a girl? They walk up. Well, there's there's different things, whether it's a girl or a guy. Okay. Which one for each one? Yeah. That's that's a weird one. That's really a weird question. <laughs> for me, it's clothes. It's, it's clothes. Okay. That's a good answer. That's I, the first thing that see, comes. See, to me, it's, it's different in different situations. It yeah. could be clothes. Right. It could be height. Yeah. As he was saying, if someone's, if it's an action, if they're doing something, you're obviously going to, what they're doing, yeah, what they're you, saying. Yeah. You know, their demeanor, are they aggressive? Are they... Yeah, do they look bummed or stoked or... Yeah, just... Yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Let's a good one. Let's have another one. Okay. <laughs> Did I just say I find men and women equally attractive? I think so. <laughs> okay, good. I like the start of I'm this. I'm woke. What up? <laughs> All right, next question or topic starter. What is the one thing you would like to be better at? Oh boy, these these are man. deep dives, man. Yeah, they are. They were, How about are, this one? Is this a psychological test? Let's skip that one. That one was too much. <laughs> I'm not ready for that one. <laughs> All right. So many things. Podcasting. <laughs> uh, well, so so for the answering the, questions on the fly. <laughs> uh, for the sake of not going deep, um, I like this one. Uh, if you would give one piece of advice to the whole world, what would it be? Uh, that's a good one. And I actually have an answer, and it, I think it's a little bit, whatever, it might be looked at as a bit pretentious, but I think to, to help others, like, yeah. do, do what you can do to help someone else. It's, and it's a selfish thing, and it's shocking how good you feel when you help someone else. Yeah. And I, you know. Being, being a positive force in the world. Just, I mean, it doesn't have to even be grandiose or, yeah. or large scale. Just, just help someone do something simple. I think that's the thing for me that it would be, would be that even the littlest thing matters. Yeah. Yeah. But, but literally helping someone else do something like there's a million things you can do for yourself, but, and that, that, that actually is one of the things you can do for yourself is to help somebody else. Anyway, that's, that's my advice is, is lend yourself to service to somebody else in any way you can. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. Hope everyone's listening right now. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> What was the question? I'm again? on fire. Uh, the I, question. I, I fell asleep. If you that. had one piece of advice for the whole world, what would it be? Be open-minded. Yeah. Try to have as few preconceived ideas as you can. I like it. See, I knew you were going to say that, and here's why I disagree. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh gosh, these are good. I like this. Good conversations. Okay, next one. What food do you like to snack on? Well, we covered this. This was a whole podcast. I, mean, I think we did snacks. talk about snacking. Yeah, we did yeah. have snacks. Yeah. We could, I mean, I can, I'll just say chocolate chip cookies just because that's a layup. Okay. Oh, it's carrot sticks for me. Oh, God. Yeah, Unless okay. I have celery. Okay. Sure. Then it's, then it's celery. All right. Pringles for me. Got to be. Oh. Chips, Sour cream man. and onion. It's chips and, chips and uh, salsa. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, it, Joe, if you won... Well, you know what? You answered every single one first this time. I'm, All right, right. You get to answer this one first. Pete's sake. If you won one million playing the lottery, what would you do with it? Uh, just a million? One so mil- I w- that's I wasn't, it. I wasn't the big You winner. obviously didn't win the whole thing. But well, you won a million. Okay, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I actually have thought about this in the past. I, that's and not it, ridiculous I, at all. And, you know, just one of those things where you're driving and you see the, uh-huh. you know, the signs up that you know the lotto is at whatever 395 million right and honestly the first thing i think about is setting up trusts for the grandkids and getting you know basically just taking care of the family yeah just setting setting things up that way i don't think about buying boats and different things because i've had stuff Mm -hmm. you know and i i don't need stuff right now no but uh yeah that's actually what i think about is how cool it would be. And again, with a million, it's, it's not as much as, as I normally think about, but right. You know, but that's so, enough to take away your family's problems, but you can, you know, it, with that situation, you know, you set up some financially, some trusts for the kids, you know, so they can, you know, education, that kind of stuff. They're kind of set. Yeah. So that's, that's what I think about. Okay. Jeff. I like that. I don't, I don't have a big problem with any of that. I would probably lean towards charity and travel. Yeah. Frankly, probably take some, I mean, you're right. A million dollars isn't a ton. So you don't, there's not a lot of pressure on that. Cause frankly, I, I would then save it mostly <laughs> and create some sort of financial, you know, structure underneath my family to, I, to support us as whatever, you know, we would have to look into the, the details on that. But mostly the, the point of the question, I would travel and then give to some charities. Well, since you guys have already taken care of all that with your million dollars, my million dollars is going to go towards <laughs> um, just, I, I, you know, learning from my dad and, and you know, what he's kind of, uh, I think, instilled in me a little bit through all of his stories and everything is just experiences, yeah. you know, um, and, and what you go through in life and, and uh, it's the people that you're with. And um, I think that you can do some pretty amazing things with that amount of money and go some places you'd never um, experienced before and, and maybe bring out some uh, times you never thought you would have. So, yeah. yeah, the, the, the thing is, it's like money is not going to give you the things you want, right? Everybody knows that, that by now, once you get to a certain age, it's not the answer, but it is a fun question. So, you know, if you just think about the things you really want to do that are hampered by money, if there are any of those things, then yeah, fast track yourself right to that. Nice. Travel is the biggest one. It's the that's the easiest one. Yeah, experience. Yeah, I honestly don't have a big drive to travel a lot anymore. No, I've traveled enough. Yeah, you have traveled a lot. So, so yeah, it, that's not way up my list. Yeah, you know, going to Scotland, sure. You know, because Heather really wants to do that. There's no place that I just have to go to. Right. You know, the Barbados trip was fantastic, and 
you know, we could afford that. We financed it all as opposed to putting that money away for retirement. You know, our thought at the time was let's go do this. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I've, I've thought about that before, you know, going back, but you can't recreate what you Mm -hmm. had, you know, it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it would be fun to be, you know, philanthropy would mm-hmm. be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to help different people. And that for those who don't know what that is, not like I obviously know what it is, but if <laughs> anyone who doesn't know what that is, explain it to the listener. Yeah. Not to Adam, but to no, the listener. No, to the yeah. listener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we have an uneducated listener, apparently. Yeah. Uh, no, just philanthropy is, is using your money for different causes. You know, it can be, it's uh, different than charity. It's different than charity because charities are already set up and you're just giving your money to them and they're doing with it Correct. as they will. Philanthropy is, say, finding somebody that, that wants to start a business okay. or, or somebody that wants to start a charity or somebody that wants to do something and you're basically the financial backing for Correct. that. You, you, uh, creating a charity is a philanthropic. Similar to an investor, in a sense? Uh, investors are investors. They're looking for an ROI. Philanthropy is not necessarily that. It's it's more altruistic. Right. So yeah. you're not looking for money back. You're... Altruistic, yeah. Yeah, you're being... You're just... It's philanthropy. Mm, perfect, no. <laughs> there you go. I just said the word to I'm define sure the word. The, uh, yes. the listener awesome. got everything you guys were talking about. Um. So now that we're on the same page... Mm, more wine. I like it. Uh, Can you hear it? <laughs> if you were a waiter and had a rude customer, what would you do? Have you guys, either of you guys been a waiter before? Uh, no. You've no been in, have you guys been no. in service before? Yes. No. Okay. Joe? I don't know. Uh, like, let, let's so just make I don't this know. interesting. Let's say they were being obscenely rude. Well, okay. I would, I don't know if they were being offensive toward me. I suppose I would tell them to to beat it. You know what I mean? Get lost. I don't get out of here. Yeah, I don't have time for you. No, no, and no. You're causing that, a scene. Well, just pr- politely yeah. get tell them to leave. Bail. <laughs> <laughs> would you be rude in, in in the way that you said this? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know. It depends. That's a tough one for me because I don't know how I'll feel about such things until I'm in the moment and my blood is up. <laughs> and yeah, and you don't want to be rude. I can the you know the armchair quarterback version is I'd be polite and then you know wait till they left. Right. And but that's talk boring. to everybody else about it. There's a great Brian Regan joke about that though, where uh, he's he's brand new. The guy he he's told by he he's a brand new busser, and his his boss says, "Don't talk to anyone. Just bring the stuff back to the kitchen." And the first day, first thing he does is he's walking back, and this woman says, "Excuse me," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no," and so she says, "There's a fly in my soup or a hair in my soup. There's a hair in my salad. That's what it was." And he goes, and he's freaking out, and he doesn't know. He's uh, well, there are no prizes or anything. <laughs> and so she's like, what? And she's, I need to talk to your manager. So he's like, great. My manager not more than 10 minutes ago told me not to talk to anybody. And now, you know, obviously I'm in, in it. So he goes and gets the manager, and he comes over, and he says, uh, excuse me, yes, is there a problem? She goes, well, I just told this young man there was a hair in my salad. And he said, there are no prizes or anything. And then the guy looks at Brian Regan and he looks at the thing, the woman, he goes, he's right. There are no prizes or anything (laughs) and walks away. And so his punchline was best boss ever. Yeah. Nice. Nice. There you go. That's my contribution to that. Okay. 
someone else's joke. For someone that has never been in service before, I'm sure you've had this, you know, uh, thought as you go out and you, you've obviously been to many places, fine dining, you know, casual, whatever. You've had bad experiences, good ones. Yeah. You've had thoughts of what you would want to say to them. Or, or, or in the okay, yeah, so obviously so this, this is, is this is a customer that's but, being yeah, this is a customer that's ridiculously being, rude. Yes, is there any justification for him being upset? No. Okay, so he's just he's just a, a dick. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, it's pretty simple. Okay. You, you know, you go to the kitchen, you spit in his food. Yeah. And then you bring the whole kitchen staff and the wait staff and everybody, and you peer through the door and watch him eat yeah. whatever it is. See you waiting. And like, then it, silently laugh. And then laugh. Trying not to make a noise. And then, then you go out and tell him, listen, sir, dinner is on us tonight. We're yeah. not going to charge you for it because we all spit in your food. We all feel so bad. Oh, you tell him. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ooh, at that's, the end. Well, you, you know, you tell that's him. That's the payoff. Yeah. He, he, so that's he, a seeing the face as he's like, as he realizes. Because he's all excited because he thinks being rude and being an asshole got him a free meal. Well, I will well, say this. Well, it did with some extra mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. accoutrements for someone that's never <laughs> well, that's been in service. I'm, I'm super excited about that answer. First off, I think that that's awesome. I think that you like obviously, you know, have some pent up things that, and, 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 and would want to release that, you know, I don't sure. know. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just the fact that you're going to go to the, I mean, you're not going to have your job the next day, but that's okay. It's a service job. Yeah. You can get another one the next day. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, really cool what about you who is in service um i would uh well man i'll I'll give you the answer that's just stupid and lame and and totally because i'm in service all right um we we get it yeah i'm I'm, I'm happy because they're releasing their anger on me and i'm i'm sad the fact that they have to be rude to somebody else because of something going on in their life and so I feel that um, I'm, I'm happy that they're letting it out on somebody that can take it and somebody that can totally, you know, release that from them. And, oh, and be man. Able to- I just came up with a brilliant idea. Sorry. <laughs> but it's on, it's, it's on what you're saying. Okay. So work out a deal. Whatever your food service business is, yeah. work out a deal with the local, like, uh, anger management so people can person. just come so, to be rude to you? Well, no. So when they are, you have like a 10% off coupon for anger management that you can <laughs> hand out with the bill. I feel like that's a insult a little bit, right? Well, isn't that the point? Eh. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, Steve's was out and right, outright like, I think there's laws against that, but. <laughs> no, there might be. Yeah. That's like that's assault okay. or something. Who or, cares? <laughs> unlawful distribution of bodily fluids. That's why we're on a podcast. Yeah. I mean, really, if if somebody's going to be that rude for no reason, they deserve whatever they get. I agree. All right. Okay. Next topic. Have you read anything good recently? Uh, (laughs) Anything. It could have been a Twitter post. Uh, Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. (laughs) No? This could be a no. We Not a reader. I don't. Um, No. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. We're all... That includes that question, by the way. All right. I like this one. Okay. Which is better, being a boss or being an employee? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Steve. Well, I think that that's just totally the perspective of a particular person. Hey, now. Okay. So some people are comfortable being in charge. Yeah. And some people aren't. Yeah. 
So I don't think that there's a an, an absolute answer to that. You well, know I don't know. I mean? Wasn't the question, what do you like better? Well, I like... No, it says, which is better. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, then excuse me. Yeah. Let's try to listen. <laughs> um, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so busy in my own head. Because, it, yeah, it's it, it just totally depends on the individual. Yeah. I prefer to be in charge. I prefer to be the boss. Yeah. I always felt that I was pretty good at it. But I've also known a lot of people that did not want that responsibility. Yeah, it's hard. It doesn't... So I'm now in that role to some degree and have been to much more of a degree recently, you know, in the last couple of years. And I don't like it, you know, now granted my situation wasn't easy, but so what, you know, right. being a boss isn't almost never easy. It's right. not about easy or hard. It's, it's whether you can handle the situation that you're yeah. in, not only like in handling it in doing a good job, but handling it in mentally preparing yourself for the results and yeah. what's happening and being okay with where you're at. Just being responsible for many more things than just you and your little world, you know? So that's yeah. hard. I, I didn't, I didn't grow up that way, you know, so it's hard for me to, it has been hard for me to adapt and I'm getting much better at it, thankfully, because but yeah, it's I, I was not a natural for sure. No, well, I would say the same for me though. I definitely had to work on it for it to be something that became comfortable and yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's, it, it's like anything else. If you're comfortable with it and if you have an aptitude for it, it, it appears easy. Right, yeah. You know? No, exactly. But it never is. You know, if you're responsible for a lot of people, you know, it, it's always easier just to be responsible for yourself so and what you're doing. And there's a lot more loose ends. Luck can go wrong. You know, being responsible for a lot of people or coming up with answers, being able to to take any situation, whether it's good or bad. You know, when when everything's going to hell, you have to be the one that, you know, keeps everybody calm and comes up with a path to get out of that. Right. And, you know, not everybody likes that. No, that's a tall order. And yeah, you've, you're excellent at it. And it's the, it's a problem solving mentality. It's a natural problem solving mentality that you have to have in order to be a boss. And if you're going to be good at it, some people like being a boss for a different reason, <laughs> but they don't last very long. Well, that's right. true. And, yeah. and that's why there's a lot of people out there that, you know, just being in charge becomes an ego thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they, the the number one thing when everyone always asks me when it comes to you know what what does it take to be a boss or a manager or anything like that, it's selflessness. Yeah, your that's ego the can't one thing. You yeah, know, it can't enter into it. You, you it can't be that you're in charge because you tell people you're in charge. Right. People won't follow you. Correct. If they're simply told they have to, you know, yeah. you have to do something to inspire them. You have to get them to believe that you're doing, you know, the choices you're making and the things that you're doing are for the most part in their best interest, you know, and I've always felt that, you know, the best way is to get people vested in whatever it is they're doing. And if you're sitting in a meeting and you're in charge and you're the boss, okay, and you've got 20 people sitting around the table, you've done a fantastic job. If you walk out of that room, even if you had every idea yourself that comes from that meeting. But if all 20 people feel that they were a part of that solution, if they were a part of coming up with the answer, then you've done your job. Right. You can't stand there and tell people that, well, you know, yeah, I already thought about that. You know, right. We're going to do it this way. Right. Because those people are going to walk out if they're vested in that answer and it's part them, they're going to make it work. 
Yeah, as a boss, one of the things I enjoy the most nowadays is telling somebody, that's a really great idea. Let's do that. Like, it's not, hey, listen to, here's what I've come up with. Like, that's yeah. great. And you do have to do that because, you know, you've got time to sit around and think as a boss. Everyone else is out working. <laughs> but when somebody comes and says, here's what I think, and you and you can, you don't just say it to say it. But when it is a good idea and you have the opportunity to say, great idea, go. Right. That's that's a good feeling. And I think that's effective. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what we're talking about here, um, for any of you that are getting into leadership, uh, management or being a boss is the difference between management and leadership. And so then to round out that question, as an employee, working for a good boss is a wonderful experience. Correct. <laughs> and, and, the, and the converse is also, you know, obvious to everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody's worked for a bad guy. Right. Well, we've all had terrible bosses. Yeah. So some of us are terrible bosses. I think that's helped us in uh, <laughs> in our past. All right, that was a good one. Okay, so what is the best thing that happened to you this week, Joe? Uh, the best thing that happened to me this week was actually I don't know. I'd have to think about it, but this morning is the first thing that pops into my head, and it's schmaltzy. But it was just simply I I uh, dropped my daughter off at school, and we just had a fun little conversation on the way to school about not much important, but it was free flowing and easy. And then uh, we were playful, you know, when she gets out and, and walks up the sidewalk to class and I pull along the little drop off area. We're sort of going at the same speed at the same time. And I roll down the passenger window and yell, I'll miss you. <laughs> and she smiles and waves and says, I'll miss you. You know, and it's just dumb. And people are there watching this, ex you know, ridiculous exchange. But this great moment. Yeah, it's. We do it all the time, but this morning, you know, as I'm driving away, having had a great conversation and then that little button, I was, I just smiled and, you know. That's perfect. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That's fun. Dan? Uh, best thing that happened to yeah, me this the week. Best thing that happened this week. Heather being cast in a movie. That's right. Not just cast in a movie. The lead. But the lead in that movie. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah. So. That was, that was cool. That was the news that, uh was on the table as we arrived literally yeah. over champagne well, well apple, apple cider, cider. yeah <laughs> the bubbly yeah <laughs> there was champagne being poured um the best thing no for me it's it's very lame i haven't had much going on um it's honestly been <laughs> Did you beat a level? it's been a rough it's it's totally 100 percent a video game thing and it's absolutely the fact that i i, I won apex two games in a row oh which is a boy. tough thing to do well, so well, even I understand that Apex is the, the newest and latest and greatest craze in the video game world, so congrats. It's there. It's up there. <laughs> All right, so moving on from my amazing week. Um, <laughs> uh, so what's, ooh, this is what's one of your worst habits? Hmm. Dad? Well, Joe has a lot of bad habits, so I don't know which one I should pick. No, it's, it's hard for him to name just the one. Well, I'll let, you know what? Maybe I know myself a, almost as well as you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so, so sure. So yeah, probably my worst habit is uh, <laughs> it's a little mouth tick. It's a flicking thing with my tongue. That okay. I do all the time. My, Does my, it annoy people? Is yeah. that why it's bad? Yeah, yeah. I would never know otherwise. <laughs> it's been pointed out. Yeah. No, it's one of those things I could have gone my whole life having not known about. But yeah, my wife, of course. No, totally. Yeah. Okay. And 
fine. Not, you know, it's not her fault. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say it's similar to me. I, the one thing I do that my girlfriend bugs her is I flick my nails. Yeah. Like, I'm like, like, like I'm picking at them, but I'm not, I'm just kind of flicking them. And they, <laughs> yeah. like, there's a clicking sound the whole time. I don't really know. I'd say maybe a nervous, it's not a nervous tick. I'm sitting at home doing nothing, watching TV, but I just do it. I don't have, mm. I mean, I, you know, I like a glass of wine, but it's, that is tapered off so much. It's hard to call that a habit anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, for me, it's just being too damn unselfish. Yeah. That is annoying. You know, just constantly doing for others. Giving. All day, yeah. every day. So. Damn I, you. I, I, I try to stop it, but it's, it's, it's so ingrained in me. <laughs> we weren't going to say anything, but it's, it's I'm glad um, you at least understand. Obviously I, your yeah, worst habit. Work I, on it. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> Oh man. All right. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So have you guys ever been to the emergency room and for what? Oh. <laughs> Apparently a lot. Yeah. Okay. Many, many, many times. Oh yeah. What's the most horrendous? Well, uh, my ex-wife pulled me over a log. Ooh, I heard this story. Yeah. And broke my arm. Oh, uh, like water yeah, I was skiing? On, I was on an inner tube. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so there was that one. I think I've heard that story. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, let me see. It, an, an interesting one is the uh, when I was in Texas on a project. Oh, I definitely know this story. Yeah. And uh, we're staying at, I think it was a Holiday Inn. And uh, I went back to the room and it was it just weird. All of a sudden, I, I hadn't had a nosebleed since I was like 12. So, you know, we're talking... 112 years 45 50 years (laughs) and all of a sudden my nose started to bleed and then more and more and i tried to stop it and by this time and basically i've got a bath towel that's totally soaked in blood and i can't stop it i'm starting to freak out a little bit and so uh, i go out to the front desk and i couldn't get the attention of the front desk manager and Jim mm-hmm. Jim Havarti came walking in from out getting some food or something and saw me and we called an ambulance, you know, and as it turned out, it was, you know, less than a quarter of a mile to the hospital, mm. <laughs> but yeah. And, uh, I have no idea. It happened again the next night. Wow. Went back to the emergency room. They got it stopped and, I got on the plane the next day, flew home, and I've not had a nosebleed since. That is weird. And what's your what's your predominant theory? There was something in that hotel room. It has to be, obviously. And the interesting thing is, is that I basically had the lights on. I think the TV might have been on, and my laptop. Mm -hmm. And I was doing work on the laptop, and I looked at the walls, and they had like this pattern of. Something, something, uh, fungus or mold or something (laughs) that when you turn the lights on, you couldn't really see it. Well, so this is not necessarily before the internet, but it's pre like crazy good internet like we have now. Have you since looked up anything like that? Googled anything just out of curiosity? No, but it, you know, it just, it, it totally freaked me out. So yeah, super weird that the emergency room. Another trip to the emergency room is uh, I was working at American Steel and uh, I was a truck driver 
And this isn't the nub story. The nub. The thumb? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thanks, Adam. So I got back at the end of the <laughs> Spoiler day. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> uh, I got back at the end of the day, so they gave me some busy work to do on this machine. You know, it was a rebar bender, so it was this big disc that turned and would basically bend rebar into different shapes for foundations and yeah. that kind of stuff. Do we need to explain to the listener what rebar... No, okay. So... They were having me do something that this machine was not designed to do. It was too fine a work. I had to get my hands close to this machine. And it grabbed my glove and pulled my thumb between these two round one-inch pieces of steel and uh, kind of squished the end of my thumb off. Hmm. And so I pulled my glove off and looked at it, put my glove back on, <laughs> walked the couple hundred feet, to the office and said somebody needs to take me to the emergency room and uh, the assistant manager and I weren't friends and he made some ridiculous derogatory comment you know about oh you know what'd you do you know you got a sliver so I pulled my glove off and showed him that the end of my thumb was gone Uh, he may still be blacked out I don't know (laughs) he hit the ground he might still be laying on the floor in that steel mill jumped in uh I had a, a good friend that worked there in the office and he put me in the car and we headed off to the emergency room and uh, we got about halfway there. This was in uh, Salem, Oregon. And uh, we <laughs> were pulling up. We're about two blocks away from this light and uh, we get within a block of it and it turns yellow and he hits the brakes and stops. I'm like, dude, and I pull my thumb out and I'm like, can you just go through the yellow? Really? Yeah. It was you know, I, I'm not asking you to run a red light, but it, it just was barely yellow. Hey, can you be in a little bit of a rush? Yeah, <laughs> just like, a little bit. Tiny bit aggressive, especially because there probably wasn't a lot of cross traffic. And yeah. No. There was, yeah. So. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. There Couple was, of instances. Yeah. I've cut my thumb almost off, but so you pinched yours off. So that's it. That's gone. So it. Well, basically what they did is, uh, they did a remarkable job. Yeah, it doesn't look that weird. No, it's it's just... Yeah, it, know, I mean, it, I said lost. that weird. It definitely looks weird. But, but what they did is, is they were able to clean out the nail bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they took a piece of, of the skin and they, you know, did the flap over and right. and all that. So, yeah, it, it doesn't look that weird at all. No, it doesn't. I, yeah, I apologize for the whole nub thing. No, it's it was it was cute. Yeah, all you did was ruin the story and <laughs> insult your father. It's no big deal. Yeah, don't worry oh, about it. Oh man, bazinga! Um, so, uh, what about you? Oh, oh it's yeah. boring stuff. Yeah, okay. I, I was in a car accident, which was not serious, but I went to the emergency room uh, briefly, and then I did cut my thumb working, trying to cut a sandwich. Got you. Yeah, I've cut open my head before. Nice on a rusty nail. Oh, yeah, it was a good one. Um, had to get like seven staples in my head. Sweet. Um, and I have this recollection of all of them only getting six out. Now it's either still in my head or it fell out. I'm not sure, but that's uh, had that happen. Um, and uh, the other emergency room story I have was in was in Europe. It was in Spain, and uh, and I had smashed my finger in a 
train and what? I had to get the, the pressure released from underneath my finger. There um, are many components to a train. So, yeah. So it's, explain. It, it was, uh, so there was, a. we had just, we were just about to get into Spain from Paris and, or into Barcelona, I guess, just to be specific. Um, and, uh, as we were getting up, everyone said to get our passports ready. I had mine where it was supposed to go. Well, I knew where I was. And the guy below me, um, while someone I'd befriended actually had said he didn't know and was looking for his and I needed to go to the restroom. We had just woken up. So I said I would help him find it when I got back. Um, as I was leaving the the door or the, the room, um, the, the train kind of shook a little bit. Uh, in which uh, I actually lost my balance ever so slightly, grabbed the door frame to catch my balance, and um, the guy was upset and kicked the metal door shut on the mm. metal frame, um, and it smashed my middle finger. Mm -hmm. uh, I blacked out, woke up with teachers above my head, and uh, ended up having to go to the emergency room um, probably a couple hours later when we were checking into the hotel because the pain was getting pretty crazy. And the story of getting in there and, and going, it was like a nine-hour excursion. It was it, it, bad in every sense of the word. <laughs> okay. So we don't have to go into that detail or anything. Um, but uh, I would love to um, spend the rest of this podcast doing Can the Critic. Oh, the Can, can the Critic game. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So uh, for those of you who don't remember, I forget which episode it was, but it was games, I think, right? Whatever that. Sure. I, I don't remember remember the number, but games. Me either. So I brought a, a game okay, mm -hmm. called Can the Critic, and basically the premise is Rotten Tomatoes, right? Right. So they, they hand out scores, and it's a percentage of critics who find a movie a better than 50%. Right, better, you know, it's thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. So right. Rotten Tomato score is the percentage of critics that give a thumbs up, essentially. Now it's, I think it's three stars and whatever. They try and include all critics across the country and all whatevers. We're losing the audience. Good. See ya. So <laughs> what it is, is, uh, you know, you have a lot of movies that are just agreed are great movies. Right. And there's always some critic that gives it a bad review. <laughs> You know, right, right. That one guy. Somebody didn't like, you that, know, that one person that didn't Godfather. vote Jeter yeah. in. Exactly. Godfather is a perfect example. It's like ninety-eight percent. What? Who said bad to the Godfather? Yeah. Anyway. Right. All right. So I have some examples, and the, and the, then the whole thing is whoever does say that should be fired. Obviously. Hmm. Agreed. Okay. So can or the we can spit in their food. Yeah. <laughs> that's already been established that that's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. And I also have a little bit of a mini game uh, in it for you guys, and, oh, and we'll just and we'll just go as we go. I like so, this. can the critic first movie? All right. Okay. So the mini game is, I'm going to read the logline, which is just real quick, and you guys see if you can guess which movie it is based on the logline. I like it. When um, well, this one's going to be easy. Cool. When the menace known as the Joker wreaks havoc and chaos on the people of Gotham. Batman must accept one of the greatest psychological and physical feats of his ability to fight injustice. That's worded weird. But. So Batman Begins? No. Yeah. Is that no, the, Joker isn't in Batman Begins. No, he was in Joker's, The Dark Knight. There you go. And, and also you have to have the context of it's obviously a great 
Batman movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we can the, list the ones that aren't. Correct. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think we, we have. I think we have. Sorry about that. All right. So The Dark Knight, 2008. First review. I'll, I'll give you three reviews. One of them is real and one and two of them are not. Okay. So you have to pick the real review, the, kid, the critic right, right, right. that needs to be canned. Right. First review. A triumph of design uh, of design over story, style over substance, a great looking movie with a plot you can't care much about. Okay, that's number one. Number two. It's jam-packed with flawlessly designed set pieces and skullduggery, sure, but it's also shrouded in grim portent, overlaid with a filigree of despair, and for good measure, covered in a patina of dire consequence. <laughs> Number three, I like the look of the movie and Nolan's general irreverence toward the material, but the great Batman movie still remains to be made. Those Mm. are the three reviews. Wow. I'm going to go with number two. You think that's the real review? No, I think that's, wait, are we doing, is there one real, two fake? Correct. Oh, I think the first one is is, is the real one. Okay. Steve? I think the second one's the real one because somebody just threw up a thesaurus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right, actually. Steve wins. That is, that's, and that's the perfect example of why critics are blowhards and jerks because, my God, one, Batman or Dark Knight. Is a great movie. It's such objectively. a good movie. Objectively, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. willing to grant people opinions about sure, certain why things, not? but this is objectively great. Yeah. And uh, and that's just such. You're right. And that's just a guy trying to sound smart. Number two, movie number two. Here's the logline: Following the Normandy landings, a group of U.S. soldiers go behind enemy lines to retrieve a paratrooper whose brothers have been killed in action. Saving Private Ryan. Yep. Another easy one. All right, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score for Saving Private Ryan, by the way, the critics give it 93%, the audience gives it 95%, and it rates 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Those are all as it should astronomical yeah. ratings. Yeah. But obviously, leave. They're not perfect, right? So mm. somebody has to. All right, first review. Rain on the parade. After bludgeoning the audience with a cacophony of noise and gore for nearly 30 minutes. Spielberg spends the next hour putting them to sleep and the last hour keeping them there. Okay, that's number one. And I should say, going back to Batman, if if names of characters, directors, the movie title, if those are in the review, that's not necessarily an indicator that that's... I, I switch some of those out if it's a false review that I... Like, for instance, I pulled reviews from other movies to use as false ones. Got you. Okay. So I switched the names to make it obviously work. Okay. Okay. Second review. For all the 118 actors listed, the movie offers almost no sense of authentic humanity. The faces the filmmakers plaster on their characters are as flat and stereotyped as those on war recruitment posters. That's number two. And the third one is, the result, I'm sorry to say, is that Saving Private Ryan seems almost banal in its achievement, a film that sacrifices humanity for technical wizardry. I think number two is the real one. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, while you're thinking, I'm, I'm going to back up and point out that the first one, the fake reviews 
were both reviews by Roger Ebert. The first one was talking about uh, the first Tim Burton Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack. Oh, Nichols. okay. Yeah. And then the second one was uh, talking about the Joel Schumacher directed Batman Returns with Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, and, and Jim Carrey. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, both horrible movies. <laughs> I go, I liked uh, both of those actually. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. Val Kilmer. Yeah. That was- Anyway, so back to Saving Private Ryan, and let me know if you want uh, either of those read or any of those read again. No, actually, I'm leaning towards number one. All right, Aria. Yeah, was, yeah. Jeez. She's, getting, she's getting down on that bone. Yeah, that's that's the sound you hear is Aria and her bone. I'll I'll just go ahead and say number one. Okay. What'd you say? I said two. Two. The correct answer is three. So, uh, number one was mine. I wrote that one. Nice. Uh, number two was uh, David Germain of the Associated Press in 2001, and he was talking about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That movie yeah, I see it. Yeah. Uh, was... was there? That's that's a good topic. Most anticipated movies that sucked. Yeah. Most disappointing well, that's, movies. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because there are certain genres that, that used to be very popular that they don't make many movies anymore. You know, there were a lot westerns, of war, war good, movies yeah, and westerns war, yeah. are two of the movies that, that, you know, they used to put them out all the time. So when you do get one coming out and Pearl Harbor was one until I saw Ben Affleck was in it and then I knew it was doomed. Yeah. It's that anticipation. It's yeah. Like, oh my gosh. You know, this is, this is going to be awesome. Right. Well, and it was, oh, what was it? Pearl Harbor, I think, was after Saving Private Ryan. So it was yeah. like, we were all like jacked about that. So specifically the World War II, you know, theater, of course. And Pearl right. Harbor was, anyway. And this, by the way, Midway is definitely worth watching. Okay, good. I haven't seen it yet. All right. Do you guys want to do another one? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So uh, the next one, here's the log line. Two imprisoned men bond over a number of years. Finding solace and eventual redemption through acts of common decency. Life. <laughs> the Eddie Murphy Martin Lawrence movie? Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> With zero hesitation. I, I would like the listener to know. I don't even know what movie you're talking about. That. That was as quick as it was. Steve didn't cut out the time oh, no. yeah, between no. the question and the answer, for sure. There's no editing involved. No. <laughs> that was within a half a second. Adam said, a horrible movie. <laughs> and I can't believe I know it. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I've never heard uh, of it. Oh, it was a terrible movie. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing about that is I looked up reviews for that movie to provide <laughs> fake reviews for Shawshank Redemption. I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> and I couldn't use them because it was too unbelievable. Yeah, they're just yeah. so there's ridiculous. No, there's no way that could have been Shawshank Redemption. All right. So first review for Shawshank Redemption. It wanders down subplots at every opportunity and ignores an abundance of narrative exit points before settling on the finale. Okay, that's the first one. Number two, you get the performances you expect from these two great stars, which lift the story mercifully, but marginally above its meager content. Number three, despite a fairly good acting performance by the leads, 
This will go down as yet another Stephen King masterpiece squandered by uninspired Hollywood filmmakers. It's obviously number three. Because I know what I'm talking about. Okay. That uh, much is clear. Yeah. Okay, I'll say one. All right. Then the answer is number one. <laughs> number three is the one I wrote. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm getting you guys on at least oh, a couple man. of these. The first one I didn't, I didn't write one, but the last two I did. Uh, the second one, for those who care, even though nobody picked it, was uh, Jonathan F. Richards from Film.com talking about The Bucket List. Mm, okay. So, which wasn't a terrible movie. No, but, I didn't think that was But terrible, also starred terrible. Morgan Freeman. It wasn't great, though. No. It wasn't amazing. <laughs> it really was. I mean, it wasn't Jack as good as it should have been. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. All right. I got two more at least. So Let's go. All right. A Kansas farm girl is swept away to a magical land in a tornado and embarks on... Okay, so it's The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> First review. I was about to say something. <laughs> I sat cringing before MGM's Technicolor production of The Wizard of Oz, which displays no trace of imagination, good taste, or ingenuity. All right, number two. The story, of course, has some lovely wild ideas, but the picture doesn't know what to do with them, except to be painfully literal and elaborate about everything. Okay? Number three, forgive it its dated cultural insensitivity and style, and you still have a below-average film. Number two. I thought it was number two. All right. You're both right. And number one was also a negative review from that film. There were two negative reviews compl- totally for The Wizard of Oz, so I included them both. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was it's interesting. It, what threw me on that one was Technicolor. The, 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 the uh, specific specificity of that, yeah. Yeah, well, well, it was. It started off black and white, and then right. that was their big unveiling. And It's a 1939 film, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... And my God, who gives the Wizard of Oz a bad review? <laughs> At least two jackasses. Yeah. yeah, they're terrible. All right, last one. We might as well. A weatherman finds himself inexplicably living the same day over and over again. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Cool. First review: a misguided and terminally unfunny disaster that's rarely as appealing or entertaining as. Star Bill Murray's typically charismatic performances. Number two, a marginal success, but it could have been a complete one if the people behind the camera did as good a job as those in front of it. And number three, Groundhog Day is structured like a comedy, but there are undertones of darker themes, and I almost wish they'd allowed the plot to lead them into those shadows. Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm definitely, I've, uh, it was leaning towards two until you said three, but I think I'm going to stick with two. Yeah. It's definitely not one. Cause they're talking about Bill Murray not being charismatic and it's just, no. Anyway. Okay. Just for the sake of fun, I'll go with three. Okay. It is two. So yeah, I was going to say yeah, two. You, yeah. you had it. So number one was actually uh, David Nusser of real film reviews talking about the man who knew too little. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I love that movie. It's so dumb and it's not very good, but it's just one of the, it's a perfect example of why you can't believe the critics even when they're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number two was right. And number three was uh, Roger Ebert uh, talking about Rushmore. 
Hmm. So wanting to lead into darker place. I don't, I don't actually agree with that review. I thought Rushmore was pretty good. It's a little quirky, but yeah. Anyway, never ended up seeing it. No, that's good. I like it. It's hard to recommend. It's a hard movie to recommend. It's Wes Anderson and you kind of got to have to have that sensibility. And, okay. I and I don't know if you're up to the test. I don't know if I'm there. Yeah. That's okay, though. I don't have the depth. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, depth. I'm not saying that. Well, that's exactly what you're I saying. I mean, I'm only 5'10", you know. So. <laughs> well, well that's the fun thing about movies. <laughs> there are movies that really aren't that good that are favorites. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That you just really enjoy. Yeah. Can watch them over and over again. And that's the thing with me. There's movies that are, you know, in my top 20 that I don't really care to watch again. And then there are some movies that anytime I see it on a channel, it's like, let's go. Yeah. Throw it on. You know, Waterworld. On every Waterworld. Time. Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew a few, Broderick. A by few the way. good men. Yeah. A few good men is my go-to for can't look away. Mm, interesting. Cruise. I know you, you got this weird thing with Tom Cruise. Wedding Crashers for me. <laughs> Wedding Crashers is great. I just, I can't not turn it on. Yeah. You got to finish it. Mm. It's like, damn it. Yeah. Whatever I was doing for the next, you know, 61 minutes is going to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just recorded one Joe versus a volcano. Yeah. Oh yeah. So good. Actually, I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. I went to the theater and saw it and they kind of lost me with the Waponi Woo. <laughs> When they got to the island, you know, oh. the orange crash and oh yeah, it gets real ridiculous. It does. It's 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 horribly ridiculous, <laughs> but it's so fun. It's so funny. So speaking of movies, of course, and and then my aforementioned story with my kid, uh, we just recently watched Big with the girls. Okay, Ooh. so that's the first time I'd watched Big in ten, fifteen years, maybe. You know, and I've seen Big now probably ten times. Man, is that a good movie. It, it completely holds up. holds up. It holds up, and he didn't win the Academy Award. Which was a outright. For that, and really. Who won it that year? Do you remember? I don't remember, but I remember looking it up, and I was like, okay. That's a, it, it wasn't ridiculous. That's a you know? travesty. It wasn't like Casey Affleck <laughs> oh. winning. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was a worthy. It was yeah. a worthy. Yeah, it was worthy. Yeah. It was. It was another really good performance. Maybe it was Daniel Day Lewis and something. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't remember. Could have been a toss up. And we know better than to look things up. Right. No, that's no. not our style. No. We. Yeah, we lose audience. That's yeah. participation at that point. So, all right. Well, they can. Look this it up. was. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> Tell me what you think. This is fun. I liked. I, I liked it. This I, was I fun. Was... Yeah. The new board sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, we'll edit it this weekend and we'll see what we've got. Then we'll really know. Then I'll really know. Which yeah. everybody already knows by this, you know, point. Right. Excited to be able to use it with the big group. Coming, yeah. Uh, no, I think that I think that we're set up to do some really fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate everyone. Go Blazers. Go Blazers. And uh, don't forget to go to our website. If you're going to order something from Amazon. Yeah. It's easy, right? Yeah. You just, you just go. You just go to the website. You click on the banner. You order whatever you want. And that's how we've got our new soundboard. So thank, thank you. you. Thank to you everybody to everybody. That has contributed already. And then we'll continue to contribute. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, guys, if you want, 
There's going to be more perspectives later. Be 